Hello, listeners of podcasts. Welcome back to my goddamn quest for happiness. Yet another episode. Thank you for sticking around. Today we're talking about the love. Hi, and welcome to my goddamn quest for happiness. I am Anne Klein, actor, comedian, and life coach. Okay, sure. This podcast is all about happiness. What makes us happy? What makes some people happier than others? And why can't I get it? I've been reading a lot of books. I've been talking to many, many people, watching lots of YouTube videos, rabbit hole, and I have discovered a few things, and I would love to share just that with you. Hi. <laughs> Oh god, I'm so glad you're still here after that introduction. Yeah, so my quest for goddamn happiness is still going and I think uh, one universal thing that we're all looking for when we want to be happy I think is a sense that we are loved. Um, not necessarily just romantic, but just in general by our friends, by family, by strangers. Just love me. Um, uh, but uh, something uh, has come up in my search that I had found quite surprising. So this is another thing that I learned during my coaching training. So I hope you liked the last two episodes that were also based on coaching stuff. This is also coaching, but I found out recently this, that um, this teaching is actually based on a book that came out in 95, I believe. And it's about love languages. Now, if you know what this is, you know what's coming. If you've never heard of this before, I think you might be in for a surprise because I actually did not realise that this was even a thing. Uh, I thought <laughs> there was just a universal way of expressing love and you know if someone loves you or not. But apparently there are five different love languages and if you speak a different one to your partner or friend or whomever, you might not be able to understand that they are expressing love to you. <laughs> what? That is crazy. I cannot believe that. Well, it is true. So let's see what that means. Okie dokie. Basically, there are five different love languages and they are physical touch, verbal affirmations, acts of service, quality time and gifts. I will go into detail with all of these, but just so you have a little overview of what they are. And what's very interesting is that if I, for example, if my love language is quality time and yours is acts of service, you can be doing lots of acts of service for me with that trying to show me your affection for me, your love for me. And I can't tell that that's what you're trying to do because I'm looking for quality time to understand that you love me. So if you give me zero quality time, I will say, well, you don't really love me. Otherwise, you would spend more time with me. And you go, well, I've just been doing all the dishes. I've been picking up the kids from school. I've been doing all these things for you. And you don't even realize how much I'm doing for you. And that's where the communication breaks down. Oh, gosh. I would actually quite like to preface this with a really interesting anecdote. Well, I'm saying it's interesting. I found it to be interesting when I heard it. Basically, I'm um, borderline obsessed with these two actors, uh, Kristen Bell, who has uh, starred in one of these episodes before, and her husband, Dax Shepard. And they talk quite openly in interviews about their relationship, about mental health issues, and about how they um, try and work out 
make their relationship work. And they've been very vocal about the fact that from the from very early on when they started dating, they went to couples therapy just from the start to make sure that the basis was right. <laughs> and something they found out in one of these sessions was really pretty fascinating. Uh, they've had this little incident where... Uh, Kristen Bell was on her sofa and she asked her husband if he could bring her a glass of water. Now, he got really upset because he he'd grown up in a family where everyone was really independent. Uh, his mom was a, um, a single mother and she had a lot of work. So if he wanted to show his mother that he loved her, he would never ask her for anything. He would do everything by himself to demonstrate, I love you so much, I don't want to be a burden to you. And Kristen grew up in a family where if you really loved someone, you did things for them to show them that you cared, that you wanted to help them and, and give them stuff. So basically, with her asking her husband, can you bring me a glass of water? She kind of presented him with this opportunity to show her his love and he received it as, well, if you really loved me, you wouldn't ask me to do something for you. And that's so interesting to me how the same action means opposite things to both people in this relationship and can cause tension within this relationship and they don't even know that's going on because they speak a different language to each other and they just missed each other. And they said, like going to couples therapy and having someone point out to them why they behave the way they do, that really helped them understand each other and then try and meet each other in the middle. And I think love language is, is exactly that. So it sounds to me like Kristen's love language is random acts of service and clearly Dex's is not. <laughs> so that's where they missed each other and they actually got tension where they wanted to show love. So now, having said all that, it might not make that much sense yet because I haven't explained the different love languages yet, but it shows you at least where it comes into play, how it could be useful and how it's like interesting to have someone from outside potentially tell you what your language is so that you can help your partner help you. <laughs> oh, my days. It's still early. Oh, gosh. Okay. So let's dive right into it. So one of the more obvious love languages is probably verbal affirmations. So I think that one we can understand how it can mean love. So for example, this is saying things like I love you uh, or complimenting your partner or your friend or whomever. It's just um, positive reinforcement. It's using words to express how you feel about someone. This is some people's love language. So they, if you can do anything for them, you know, you can, <laughs> you can spend lots of quality time with them, do all the household chores for them, give them a multitude of hugs. But if you never verbally say a positive thing to them, never verbally say, I love you, or um, I'm so glad you did that, or whatever, they will not understand that you love them. So they need the verbal affirmations. Do you recognize yourself in that maybe guy from the basement? Oh, God. Um, so this one, you know, so, so there's some people, obviously, that would say, well, if you do all these other things for me, I don't need you to say you love me because I know you do from your actions, you know. Or people say, um, 
well, you say you love me, but your actions say otherwise. So there's there's a few versions of people where the verbal affirmations are not necessarily that important. They don't make the difference. But then the ones who have this as their love language, for them, it's the, the crucial thing that shows them that you love them. Uh, then another one that seems quite straightforward is physical touch. So it's a it's touch, it's a kiss, it's a hug, it's sex. It's all these things that physically demonstrate closeness. It's um, taking them in your arms when you sat on the sofa or all of that. So there you could tell someone, I love you as much as you want. But if you don't give them all this physical affection, they will not read it. They will not understand it. Uh, is this making sense? I think it is. I think it's quite straightforward. There's no no need to dwell on it for too long. Okay. Um, another one is gifts, <laughs> which we all like receiving gifts. But for some people, a gift really demonstrates love. It shows that they've put thought into what they got for you, that they thought about you when they got it and they wanted to make you feel happy. So gifts for some people is really the thing that shows them that you love them. And this doesn't have to be like hugely materialistic. You know, it it doesn't have to be really expensive for it to be worth something. It can be a flower. It can be something. It can be a, a postcard. It can just be, it just has to be something that that is a, a physical representation of you thinking of them and wanting to do something nice for them. And my <laughs> former roommate, she was definitely, I, I am pretty sure her love language was gifts because she made gifts for everyone all the time. And if you got her something, she was so happy, like disproportionately happy because it meant all these things to her that the thing itself wasn't. Oh, my use of things is very good, but I, you know, Smurf. It smurfed her like it smurfed no one other. other. Um, so yeah, so there's gifts. Then uh, there is acts of service, which is, as I mentioned earlier, if you do the chores in the household or you say, oh, you know what, you don't have time to go pick up that thing from the grocery shop. I'll go do it for you. You know, like that is a that is a demonstration of my love for you because I am doing something for you that you now don't have to do. I'm taking away burden from you. And this act of service is obviously the crucial thing that went wrong between Dax and Kristen, where for Kristen to say, if you do an act of service for me, uh, I will feel loved. And Dax felt like if you ask me to do something for you, it means you don't love me. So... Acts of service can also be giving someone a massage, even though that's also obviously physical touch. It's it's both in one, <laughs> so it's great for people that have either love language. Um, it can be picking up kids from school. It can be mowing the lawn. It can be, um, I don't know, it just, just, I mean, it, the list is endless and I think you get it. But those are things where if you if you really get upset because you feel like my partner does not respect me, they cannot care for me because they make me do all the chores in the household all the time. Well, that's just not their love language. So they haven't understood that you need them to do that for them. For you to feel loved. So it's just a miscommunication. I, I suppose most of the time. There's definitely also bad relationships out there. So don't get me wrong. But um, I think more often than not. It's not a, a demonstration of. I don't love you. And therefore I make you do everything around the house. And it's more likely to just be. A, a misunderstanding of, of what you need to feel loved. Because for some people. I mean if if 
If an act of service is not your love language, it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know? For me to say, if if I do the washing up for you, I'm showing you that I love you. If that is not your love language, it's just like, where is the link? You know, there is no love in that action. But if acts of service is how you demonstrate your love, then there is a lot of affection in that. It just means like, I want you to have time for yourself. I want you to not feel this burden. I want to show you that you're important to me and therefore I do things for you that you don't have to do anymore. And then the last um, love language is quality time. This is just spending time with the person that you care for uh, without distractions. There is a lot of eye contact involved. There's a lot of listening involved. It's just showing them your presence, that you care, that you're there for them. This one, I think, is my love language, I think. (laughs) But that's not important for this. I don't think you came here to hear what my love language is. But that is just uh, saying, okay, all distractions aside, I'm only spending time on you right now, with you right now. And uh, and that's the fifth love language. I don't think they need a whole lot of explanation. I think they kind of explain themselves. But what's interesting to know about these, so now that you know that they exist, it might be interesting to start observing the people around you and see how they show their affection. Because what's interesting about this, I use that word interesting way too much, and I just watched Captain Fantastic, where they say interesting is not a word, it means nothing. Um, So now I feel very self-conscious because I say it all the time. But (laughs) what is um, poignant about this (laughs) uh, is that when you are in a relationship with another person, again, not necessarily romantic, just a relationship, a friendship, whatever, to make that other person feel loved, you're your own love language is not as important as theirs. So you, if your love language is physical touch, you can hug them all day and they still won't feel loved. If you don't give them the acts of service that they need to feel loved, it's not going to do no good, right? So it's, it's really important in a relationship to ask the other person and don't try to just guess what it is because I think most of the time you're probably wrong. So to find out what the other person finds most important and and find out what their love language is so that you can do the things that are important for them. And that might go against your nature. So if you're not if you don't like doing acts of service for someone, that doesn't matter, guy, okay? If she wants you to do it, Do it if you want her to feel loved, okay? Stop being so selfish, Jesus Christ. But that's that's really how it goes. So it's a two-way street. It's important for you to know how your partner feels loved so you can do that for them. And it's important for your partner to know how you feel loved so they can do that for you. And at the same time, what that does is if I now know my partner feels most loved when he gives verbal affirmations... Even though that is not my love language, I can now start to recognize, oh, he's giving me lots of verbal affirmation, even though that doesn't do it for me, okay? Uh, I can still see what he's trying to do. Or she, or they. Um, So that's where the cookie crumbles. That's how the cookie crumbles. Oh my, I'm getting it all mixed up today. But so it's, it's important for both reasons. It's so you can start noticing when they do the thing that's important for them and re- like maybe start seeing it. And it's important for, for you to know what's important for them so you can give that to them. Because the curious thing is we are really truly blind to a love language that isn't our own. We just don't notice it. And it is as if they were speaking a different language. And when they speak in that language to us, we don't understand it. Um, 
I find, I find that pretty crazy. I really do. I, I did not realise this was a thing. I did not realise people felt love in a different way, first of all. And second of all, I just didn't know that you would you could be blind to a love language if you don't speak it. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's mostly the information for her today. I hope that was interesting for you. I would love to know whether you knew about these before, if you, if you knew what they were and if you knew that there were different languages and, and if you start applying it, how does it change your relationship and how does it change how you feel about the other person and how you treat them? Like Because it's also difficult, I think, it can be tricky sometimes to then bring in this new behaviour uh, into a relationship and to just consciously sometimes do the thing that maybe is not how you would express your love but you know it will do it will make them feel good so you'll do it anyway so send them a postcard if they like gifts uh, even though a postcard means nothing to you send it to them it'll make them happy and then you can also give them a hug next time you see them but make sure when you release the hug you have a little something something in your hand to gift them with i'm just kidding oh god Oh, God. Um, but you, I think you get the idea. I'll stop blabbering on now. Okay, so exercise. Boom, 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 boom. As an exercise, try and figure out what your love language is. Uh, if you can't figure it out, go online. There's tests online that you can do and you fill them in and then they give, yeah, they tell you. The internet knows you better than you know yourself. So you can try that. It's it's interesting to see that it's often rooted in your childhood and how your parents expressed love. So often that affects how you will then feel loved. So you can look at that uh, to try and figure out what your love language is or do the test or just guess. <laughs> just mix and match, try out a few things, see what sticks. Um, you could have more than one, but usually one is like the main one, the strongest one. And you usually don't have all five, but you could have, you know, some, some or others. Um, right. So once you figure out what your love language is, try and figure out what the love language is of <sighs> fill in the blank, your partner, your parent, your best friend, whomever, your, your postman, if you are so inclined find out what their love language is try and ask them maybe uh you, you don't have to go straight in and say what's your love language but maybe you can say like what what things that i do make you feel cared about or something and then figure out from there what the love language is and then um thirdly try and on two different occasions in the next week to do the thing for them <laughs> That sounds so filthy all the time, especially with the acts of service. Jesus Christ. But maybe it's just me. Maybe that's just where my mind goes. But try and do um, something for them. So if it turns out that their uh, love language is verbal affirmations, try to at least twice this week give them a compliment or, or, or say something positive about them or actually tell them how you feel about them. Uh, that's the exercise for this week. I think it's quite a lovely one. So once you know what your own is, you can express that to other people. You can say, hey, just so you know, I, I kind of need this thing for me to feel cared about. So if you could try and do that, sometimes that would be lovely. And at the same time, return the favor by doing it for them. Still sound filthy. Okay. Um, so that's that's that for this week. I hope you liked that. I hope it made you feel loved. My words of affirmation. My words of affirmations. Uh, you guys are great. 
You guys are loved. You guys are special. You're doing great for sticking to this podcast that's hopefully doing something good in your lives. I really do hope so. Uh, and yeah, please um, send me some gifts or some quality time. Send me some quality time. Hey, by mail. Why don't you? Uh, let, yeah, let me know how it all goes. As I say every week, are you sick of it yet? I am. I have to find a different catchphrase. Do as always, share this with your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Goddamn Happiness Pod, on Facebook, My Goddamn Quest for Happiness, and check out eldo.lu for more information, all podcast episodes, other podcasts, news, uh, lifestyle, blogs, whatever your heart desire. And <laughs> come back next time. Thank you. Goodbye.